Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. For thousands of years, human beings have wondered about entering the afterlife. Do we climb a golden staircase or walk towards a light? Is it a vast, expansive paradise or just an endless, meaningless void? Turns out it's none of those things. It's just me, waiting with my clipboard, ready to collect three questions for God. This is God Only Knows, a brand new podcast that kills its guests before they even get to say a word, only to meet them as they step out of the eternal elevator and submit their three questions to God, whoever or whatever he, she, or it may be to them. Joining me straight out of the eternal elevator today is Jordan Gray. Hello, Jordan. Hello, Matt. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Now, before we begin, um, we need to fill out a bit of a profile for the eternity match here. So I need a few details. Uh, your full name? Uh, Jordan Redford Gossamer Gray. Wow, that's quite a name. Yeah, I made up the second, third one. It's real, but I added it. <laughs> it is uh, a, re- it is a real it. name, yeah. but you just uh, have you added it officially? Yes, officially. Yeah, because really? I had to change. Uh, I'm I'm a transgender lady, and when I changed my title from Mister to Ms, there was no formal way of doing that without also changing your name. I didn't want to change the spelling, so I just added a second middle really? name. Really? Yeah. So you can't change the kind of the title, just ah. the title, because my name is Jordan, always has been gender neutral. No need to change it. Why change it? It's on all my business cards. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, and weirdly, no official procedure to change the title. So Gossamer, it's of a spider's web, of course. That's, oh, you I, say, I of course. To... I didn't know that. So I, I could have okay. just nodded and said, yes, of course. Of oh, course okay. I know I'll that. I'll do that a little bit more. Yeah, I'll make yeah, up words throughout. Yeah, just make up stuff and I will just agree with you. I'm that naive. Um, uh, your occupation? I'm a stand-up comedian, a former recording artist of about 10 years. And any notable achievements? I'd done a little telly show called The Voice back in 2016. It was the first transgender contestant semi-finals with Paloma Faith. And uh, I guess suppose being stand-up comedian, all sorts of little bits here and there. It'd be silly to list them all, but I shall do. Here we go, one though. <laughs> Just, you know, it's a, it's a, I like it. Good. Yeah. Good. And you're very good at it as well. Thank you very much. Um, so how are you feeling about today? Excited. I'm really into all this stuff. Okay. Um, I went through a phase when I was a teenager where I read everything by Dawkins. Evolutionary biology is my jam. Do you think about death a lot? Is, like, is that something you have given much thought to? Yeah. Don't want to do it. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> I really want to not die. Um, but I can't imagine that it, uh, living forever yeah. in the state that we're in now would be very fun either. Okay. Because you'd be 
it wouldn't just get boring. I think it'd get hellish. Maybe that's what hell is. Oh, we'll talk about that. We later. just never die. That's yeah. hell. That's amazing. That really boring long. I think movie. we've solved it. That's the quickest episode ever. We've got to the <laughs> Thanks end. For having me. Cycle finished. Episode over. And um, and what about God? Because obviously we talk a bit about God here. Uh, what is God to you? How do you imagine God? I'm a, a an atheist for but not for lack of trying hmm. I, and i like to make sure that's clear to people I, hmm. I've, I've studied as much as i could about it and i just found no evidence that was more sort of eloquent than that of the theory of evolution hmm. which is of course in stark contrast to the the baseline uh create creation myth hmm. um so god's a nice god is the most wonderful character for me in all of fiction and i don't say that as mm. a, i just say that as that's how i feel in my heart it's it's a wonderful phenomenal character and if i pushed you to then go like in fiction when you imagine god what what does god look like who is it oh it, well it's either the, the man with the beard yeah because uh, it'd be weird if it wasn't that or an ineffable energy force, you know, okay. like a vortex. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, couldn't yeah, yeah. be anything in between because then I'd be adding my own thing to it. Yeah, maybe he's got a hat on. Okay, so let's um, let's do the first things first. It's not the most comfortable thing, and I know you don't want to, but I do have to kill you off That's before horrible. we can officially begin the podcast. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to spin the wheel of death for you. Are you ready? <laughs> so let's see what we've got. So there's lots of things spinning around, lots of options yeah. for what it could be. But I think you, you, your audience is missing out on this amazing joke here. I know, don't. I've spent a lot of time on a visual gag for a purely audio <laughs> medium, haven't I? You have dead. been bitten by a cow in Aberdeen. Right. Question one, what is a, a cow doing with that kind of uh, teeth situation? I that mean, was I, wasn't, a... I wasn't there in Aberdeen. You'll need to tell me. I, I missed it. Oh, right. Well, I'll explain to you what happened. Yeah. I have very tender skin. Yeah. <laughs> Like sort of like tissue paper, yeah. <laughs> and the, it was sort of gnawing on me. Yeah. And I thought it was quite nice at first. And yeah. uh, it just went on a little bit too long. And then I woke up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just slowly, just slowly bled out. Yeah. Not That's a bad was. place to die. Question one. What is your first question? My first question, I reckon, is quite prudent, is that given that i'm transgender and that and i've done quite a lot to um remedy that situation of my birth i've had surgery and such but i thought god was not supposed to make any mistakes so if god if god knows all and any any creates everything perfect then why didn't he make me perfect in the first place wow yeah because it's, it's been hard work the question sort of i guess is that if God doesn't make mistakes why weren't you perfect but i'm interested in the words mistakes and perfect from your sure. point of view Sure. I think obviously that is subscribing to like a, a, a first of all, a binary, a sort of sense that the mm. male and female, um, I consider every, every spectrum has got an, two ends and mm. that's where the binary is. Mm. Um, so I was born with in the in a body that didn't suit my psyche very mm. much. In fact, not just suit. It's not a fashion choice. It's mm. like very much at odds. I, I believe because of evolution that none of us should expect to ever be completely happy. We're not supposed to. If we were happy, we would starve to death in our own filth we need things to complain about so mm. that's fair enough but from a, a religious point of view i thought that was the idea that we are supposed to be content so long as we are morally upright we are supposed to be content and i very much was not content in that physicality that mm. i was given and i had to remedy that myself mm. and as a as an atheist it worked out fine mm. they didn't get them wrong or they know my boobs aren't all wonky because mm. i didn't pray for them so what yeah what's what's mm. going on there mate so tell me a bit about your story then. Tell me how you go from you're, you're born and then there must be a moment then when something, because you talked about uh, contentment and you talked about suiting. And we, we're right, those aren't quite right but um, yeah. for you. But when does that moment happen? 
I was in Aberdeen and this <laughs> cow just, it was coming at me and I thought, my life is a lie. Um, I've, it's more of a sense of that I, growing up, you're taught that the world is outside of your house is mm. Disneyland and everything's going to be fine. It's going to be great. I mean, I was obviously a socioeconomic situation pending. Mm. Like, uh, I, I was never 100% content growing up. So I thought, oh, that must have been a lie. Mm. And that's fine because growing ups lie to children all the time. Mm. But then it was there's a there's got to be a, a limit, and I thought, oh no, I'm really miserable. Like I must be. Maybe I'm just a proper mismog made that up, but <laughs> I committed to it now. Mm. So I was like, well, that's fine then. I'm actually quite happy like that. Mm. Uh, my my second name is Gray, and I was the, figured in my, sort of like by, Gray by name, Gray by nature mm. type thing. I'm just a miserable, boring person. <laughs> and then everything got more exciting when I realised that there was a option and it was science-based mm. option that's the cool thing it's i take hormones and they affect me on an epigenetic level yeah. genes go on and off now and that was about when i was 24 years okay. old that i actually did anything about it but before that i guess there's a sense by which you become aware or yeah just are that, you always yeah. aware what's i thought as an alien sincerely in, in school thought i was uh, planted here like squids i genuinely think they might be ex of extraterrestrial <laughs> origin um and yeah, just then you're getting closer and closer, little bits of information. And then from there, I don't know, my mother's uh, head of the hate crime committee and LGB with the T, Q, X. It's, it's like, um, it's one big tight community. And even though gender is not sexuality based, mm. we are hanging out in the same prides. So you sort of start to see things and do things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played a lot of prides because let's say my mum was lesbian. She headed up this campaign. So... It just, yeah, it, I'm not naive to the fact that because I was in entertainment, it was a lot easier for me than a lot of trans people to yeah. do something about it. Because yeah, yeah. it becomes scarier to not do something about it than to do something about it. And then it's easy to, to change, to transition. It's scary to think, oh, I've got to change and everyone's going to laugh mm -hmm. at me and everyone's going to hate me. And it's going to, and then it gets scarier to think of a whole life without it, wasted opportunity. So you just do it and then it's actually really easy. Wow. And if that's, that's how it feels. I've, I don't think I've ever heard anyone express that in that way, that the idea that you come to like a tipping point where what seems incredibly scary to do suddenly becomes much more scary and not to do. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, can you, do you know when that moment was? Is there like a moment when you go, oh, I remember that? Yeah, I went to Sweden and I lived on a ranch looking after horses. Can't ride a horse to this day, but I can wash one really, really well because <laughs> that's all I did was wash horses and build fences. And I... I went the other way. I had this feeling in myself. I thought, oh, I should make sure it's legit. I'll bulk up and be a proper, like, uh, Adonis of masculinity. I did the um, insanity workouts. Do you remember those other yeah. workouts are available? But they're not as insane. Yeah. Uh, and I lived on a ranch. And I just remember being, it was so weird. I think about, I thought about this maybe two weeks ago for the first time. I was out in the field chopping wood with my shirt off while all these Swedish women walked by. And I was like, what is this? What am I doing? What sort of odd fairy tale is this? So I went home to England and that was it. I was about 21 and I thought, I'm going to be a lady in a few years now. I'm going to, it's going to be full time. Thing. Wow. Really weird. But that was just to kind of, I think I probably burned my pituitary gland out with all the supplements as well. So <laughs> that might have something to do with it. And you're and you were aware that you were doing it, or so you're aware that you are kind of pushing yourself to the to the uh, the other extreme of that what we expect masculinity to look like. Were you aware that you were doing that no. because of how you felt? Or just okay. very much in retrospect, and it was that moment. I thought this is odd because I I don't fit wow. this role. It, 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 I'm ill suited for manhood and masculinity. I don't have that skill set. Yeah. So it's purely pragmatically, I don't feel like um I know the language I was using would imply that I feel 
a sense of fate about it and mm. it, I feel ill-fated mm. but I actually just think it is a pragmatic decision to change I don't think I was born into I don't think my soul inhabited the wrong body on a strange turnpike and then went off yeah I just think the world is the way that it is but for the purposes of our conversation what you do that for God that was do you know, you know, you know yeah. what I mean yeah that would be the narrative that would fit that from your point of view how difficult was it to to kind of transition I, I pride myself on my objectivity more than anything else so I think comparatively I am in the top third in terms of the e- easy mm. easiestness of it mm. um, it doesn't help my cause when I can't use English to explain <laughs> myself <clears throat> but being in entertainment it's a left leaning liberal uh, sort of playground anyway so yeah. that help doesn't hurt to have those kinds of people and be able to have those conversations yeah. um, but I also, in terms of my medication, I just went in and asked for it in a no-nonsense way without mentioning feelings. I never mention my feelings to doctors for any reason because it feels like it clouds it and I don't want any ammo to say, well, just take some time. Do you yeah, yeah, yeah. said, no, I'm transgender. Please, may I have this specific medication? that I, It's right here on my phone. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, okay. And uh-huh. the surgery, my surgery was, um, my boob job was filmed for an ITV documentary and crowdfunded. So it's been very easy for me, really, <laughs> comparatively. Also, I think life's too short. And when you realise that for real, stuff gets really easy. Do you not think like people say it as a, as a, uh, what's the word? An, a bit of an aphorism, mm. like oh, life's too short. We live by that. But when you actually realise it, it stops being a, uh, an intellectual exercise. You're like, oh, bugger. It is. It yeah, really yeah. is. Let's just do stuff right now. So it's interesting because so you're an atheist yeah. who has to go through this intellectual exercise. Sorry for those of you that you know really do believe in the premise, but for this intellectual exercise of of appearing to God, and you use the word perfect and mistake, which I think is really fascinating. Well, I see a lot of what I've been, um, what I've had to. I will say it was quite an onslaught from a, a Jehovah's Witness friend of mine that said I that I can't go to heaven because I have uh, changed my body, mm. so I've I've effed up God's perfect creation, mm. and that was a verbatim apart from the effed up i've made that more podcast friendly so I, I can't go to yeah i can't go to heaven because of that mm. and obviously one person's opinion is like the lone gunman <laughs> like yeah, so yeah. what doesn't speak for the nation but I've, but it's interesting it stuck with you yeah that that's a that's a part of yeah do you remember a moment when you felt like um because you talked about changing your name you talked about surgery was there a specific moment when you remember feeling like oh yeah i've, I've done this now i've I've changed or did it come before any of that? It's really cool and interesting question because people, I think if that's for other people, that moment is for other people to be able to put it into the narrative of their lives that uh, people like to know or need to know that what was the point or what was the mm. moment or when is the moment that it's over so they can use the word transitioned. I just remember loads of little lovely moments like the mm. first time something happens. You're like, oh, that should have happened to me when I was 13, but mm. it's happening now. Like hitting my boob on a doorknob when the breast buds <laughs> are developing, obviously, which you won't have an experience of. It's really painful. It's like a big gnat bite under your skin, mm. and it's so sensitive, but it, it hurt. Mm. And then about a second in, I was like, oh, that's so cool. It's happening. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm like a, one of the X-Men. The science fiction <laughs> is happening to me right now. Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. cool. <laughs> Okay, so moving on. What is your second question? Why did you make Eve out of Adam's rib? You made Adam out of dust. Mm. What happened between making... Did what? Did the cleaner come in? Where's the, what happened to the dust? Why was there dust in the first place? Is a good question. You're on your own and you've only been there for six days. So um, so this is... So we're, we're smack bang in the middle of Judeo-Christian theology here, right? right we're, yeah, we're, we're, God, is, God is right in that place and we're talking Adam and Eve. Do you like that story? Yeah. 
It's wonderful. It's really, really cool. Um, it it contains a lot of, I guess, what people call like dreamlike archetypes, the yeah. things that pop up in in mythology and dreams mm. around the world. Um, I just read uh, Hero with a Thousand Faces, Joseph Campbell, and this comparative mythology. There's snakes everywhere mm. in everything, mm. which is really, really cool. Yeah, I, I like it as a... And I understand it's for for so many people. It's supposed to be a, a metaphor mm. for original sin. Mm. But then, what on earth did Jesus die for? If that was a metaphor, so he died for a story. Unless there was something inherent that he's actually dying for. What was the? What's that story? Either that story's got to be real, and something inherent's put in there to die for. So when you say real, are you talking? Oh, sorry, his, like his socially historically accurate. Yeah, yes, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Okay. Either that's got to have happened and implanted some something tangible for him to die for. I mean, you, you can die for an idea, but you can't take that as a metaphor and then the Jesus thing be real. The Jesus, the death be act- historically accurate. Can you? It's well. You can say whatever you like, actually, in fairness. So, so some of these podcasts end up not being very much about religion at all. This one, I fear, has gone in a... Okay. I feel has gone in a very different way. So, so I think there... Because it's interesting, because I guess for some people, there's a sense by which we go, the story can be real but never have happened. Uh, uh, yeah. So there can yeah. be a reality to the story of understanding what it means to be... Um, there's an old song. I can't remember whose it was, but it says something like, snakes don't talk, but I understand as a human what it is to hear that kind of whisper in my ear that says, yeah. do the wrong thing. Sure. So as a story of something that happened, it's incredibly problematic. I've had, I have 10 year olds ask me the question, well, where are the rest of the people? How do we, like, where's everyone else? Like, where do the wives come from? Where right? did the wives come right? from? So that's not pedantic. I think that's a very <laughs> fair question because if you're yeah. asking someone to believe that that's the beginning of humanity, then it only follows fairly that someone should be able to go, hi. You used the word myth earlier and that freaks living daylights out of religious people, the word myth. Okay. But it's a great word because it's not an insult. Myth no, is not no. an insult. It's, they're powerful. They're, they're incredible stories. So if you treat it as more of a myth, then actually I think it becomes more real. Because if you say right. to me, there's a really good way to live, and then there's this voice in your ear that says, do a different thing, then I absolutely connect with that story. Yeah. The, the uh, Daedalus and Icarus sticks with me more than anything right. else. Not flying too close to the sun. Is yeah. That, yeah. That's yeah. more real to me than any advice did, I've been given. Did the wax melt and a man fall from the sky? I'm not sure, but the story still rings well, true. Well, let's not rule it out. I, mean, <laughs> I did die by a cow bite, and I am here now. Yeah. But yeah, so, you see, yeah. I think I think that's kind of where, it, for me, where it kind of comes to, which is quite important, I think, because I think when, for a lot of people, and you've talked about being a scientist, for a lot of people, that's where faith, sort of just the wheels come off. I had a, a lovely experience with a sort of, student age christian lady after a gig in edinburgh um and she was crying at the end and uh i went over and chatted with her and she she basically was so sad because she felt how awful it was that i had felt so alienated from the community as a translating mm. blah 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 and we came to this wonderful uh understanding of like that f- uh faith crosses across both of those schools of thought of mm. theology and science like mm. it's just such a useful and wonderful word mm. you can call it extrapolating the variables you know and filling mm. in the rest or you can call it belief mm. in the high power so that's a wonderful crossing mm. bridge and i don't ever want to lose that so it's language isn't it yeah the semantics of language f's us up every day yeah 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 but yeah what about the what about the other side of stuff where have you have you encountered you, you were on The Voice. Yeah. Um, that then brings you to a much bigger audience. The, 2016, that show was getting millions and millions of viewers. You were getting right towards, what, semifinals? Yeah, So you're in yeah, the yeah. semifinals, so millions of viewers, primetime Saturday night. That must have opened you to a different type of feedback. Did you yeah, experience that? It, it's, so it's broad, and there's a disconnect from the audience. So it's 
nobody could be blamed for taking it personally. I see the younger people in that show and it, it killed them. It's horrible. Mm. But uh, Paloma, Faith was my mentor and she just said from the get-go, don't look at anything mm. ever because it's not a real indication. It's an indication of how the world feels right mm. now about what you represent, but not you. It can't, mm. They can't be about you. Mm. Um, so I, was, I dodged a massive... Uh, storm of bullets there by just never taking any of it seriously but yeah hateful messages a weird coincidence probably not a coincidence at all is that there was loads of lovely messages saying she's amazing and loads of other messages saying he's awful Wow! and it was a very clear dis disconnect between those two odd that you sort of conflate the the quality of the performance with the represent uh, what I'm representing yeah. gender wise yeah. that's really always interested me a lot and that actually spurred me on I think oh the people that like me also support me and maybe that's maybe that's a currency that i can kind of uh spend for the rest mm. of my life i don't know maybe i don't need to be that good so long as i inspire in people <laughs> some idea yeah in terms of the the pronoun stuff because yeah. that, that's huge isn't it in terms of that and it's also a bit of a weapon that people will use and have yeah. used and that kind of yeah, yeah. um how how important is that for you whenever people because that is an attack isn't it when someone refuses to refuse who you are. is really rare um, it's more when people make mistakes and that's a normal level of ignorance who you can't expect everyone to have got the memo. It just, it's heartbreaking, but also loads of things are. Like finding Nemo is heartbreaking and when I lose at Tekken, I get really sad. That's, like, a, that's, a, that's just, a good dodge, but let's go back to yeah, it. Cause... It, just, it, it's, it really hurts when people get it wrong, but then that's not their fault. So it's a weird thing of where's the blame? There isn't, mm. is there? It's, it, it's, a, it's a mistake. It's a little mistake. So, but it still hurts. Yeah. Yeah, it's, the, it's like rendering you uh, inert as a thing is like you're genderless see when I, I work with a lot of young people who essentially consider gender to be either fluid or so much so to the point where it doesn't it's not a thing mm. like well I'm, I'm a woman though mm. <laughs> I've really spent loads of money mm. on my boobies <laughs> like, I've gone to quite a lot of effort yeah. can you keep that alive can we keep the flame at both ends mm. you can do all the colourful stuff you want in the middle mm. a lot of, yeah I, I often with young LGBT people I have to bite my tongue to stop from trying to explain that you're really, you're, it's not all about you. Mm. Your life is, and that's great. Mm. But there are, you've got to respect what came before and we'll all look to the future together. But mm. I'm a, I'm a girl and <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm not your queen. <laughs> I'm not fabulous. I'm the least fabulous person I know. I'm not going to be brandishing a big rainbow flag with you. Like I'm really boring. Just let me be a woman and have a cup of tea <laughs> mm. and you go be colorful and lovely and set the world on fire. That's great. Mm. So that's part of it. And is that is that I guess for you is that where you, that's where it, that's where it lands, isn't it? You you're a woman yeah. and you just want to live a life. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm I'm a I'm a comedian, a scientist, a woman, and a transgender woman, mm. in that order probably. Although unless it's convenient to be something else, then I'll be that. I like <laughs> let's if I just get to the core of this. Basically, I am that I. When the world is over mm. and it's exploded, I will be the colourful idiot that's presenting the Hunger Games. That's me. <laughs> I would have worked my way up through the intelligentsia, and I'll be I'll be wearing stupid hair and smiling while people kill each other. That's that's my job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're a long way from dust, but I loved it. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. 
Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. And finally, you get one more question, Jordan. Make it a good one. My final question is what happened to all the miracles, mate? There used to be loads of them, and if there was one, I would completely change my mind. What I mean by miracle, what I define it as is something obviously operating outside of natural law. Seems like it'd be quite easy to do. Um, there's evidence that it did happen in the past. Unless you want to downplay all those miracles retrospectively and say that they were just good things, which is fine. It would be so easy to appear. And are you saying that you won't do a miracle? I'm answering all these questions for you, God. I apologise for that. Is I get the feeling that's how the conversation might go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, are you saying that we're supposed to have faith so you're not going to show us? Because I think people's faith might be bolstered by one little thing. Just come down. Be whatever you want to show up as anything mm. don't tell me that the things that already happen in miracles because they are just happening they're within natural law or are they happening and we're all so disillusioned by it that we're just not looking at them properly i don't even answered all the questions i'd written down for yeah. this one so uh <laughs> and what's your favorite miracle um i like the fish and the and the bread um i know that seems like an odd one to pick no it's a good i mean for people who don't know it uh big crowd turn up jesus is trying to there's no food boy brings his lunch couple of fish some bread and by the end of it everyone gets fed and there's 12 baskets of leftovers oh, okay. but that's a quick way to tell that story I think, that it's, I think it's pretty I think I covered all the bases yeah I, <laughs> I think I got it anything all. left over yeah, I think it was alright oh they had 12 baskets because there was 12 disciples so they all got a little goodie everyone bag. Got, everyone got a doggy, <laughs> doggy bag. bag. That's amazing. Yeah. See, they like it even more now because it's practical. Walking on water. Mm. Okay, so a load of them sound like superpowers, which is very appealing mm. to me. But that one is like, if if that was your superpower, you wouldn't probably make get your own solo Marvel movie if your power no. was to share food. No. They'd be very useful. Yeah. It's a social miracle, that one, isn't it? Yeah. That's yeah, the beauty that of it. it. There's something really social about it. The, yeah. the alternative theory on it, uh, again, pr I prepare myself for the 
uh, burning at the stake. The alternative theory is that actually the act of one person bringing their lunch was enough to make everyone share. So actually no, no supernatural miracle happened, but actually the simple act of a child stepping up and saying, I'd be willing to share my lunch meant that 5,000 men and their families all shared their lunch. And it turned out there was a lot more than people thought there was. So much so that there was more left over. And yeah. then the disciples got a, a good deal out of that situation because they came with nothing then. Otherwise, well, they would have just if, had their if, own food. If you, if you look at it, if you, if, so if you yeah. were to suggest that the miracle is more uh, in line with a, a parable in terms of its outcome, mm. you could say that in a world that thinks there isn't enough, it only takes a few people to share for us to realize there's more than enough. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. See, it's all... That's the most wonderfully lovely, annoying and lovely thing is that all these wonderful messages, they're all great. They're mm. all really nice things to live by. It's then you break them down and maybe that's our fault, isn't it? I, I speak on behalf of uh, pedantic uh, realists or like atheists that mm. by applying a sort of a framework of science, we pick apart the stories, but then that shouldn't divorce them from their lovely message at the end. Are they true or did they happen? Are two very different questions. Yeah. If you could see a miracle... What miracle would it be? It'd be something, it'd have to be something um, at a quantum level, like something, oh wait, no, maybe not. The It'd have to empirically uh, break the laws, the cosmological constants, it'd have to be something like that. And not in a boring way, not like the speed of light, because they'll go, oh, that was a, that was a data thing. Um, if a giant god came out of the sky, like uh, actual size, whatever that is, it's undeniable. Is it because of you're a scientist that the miracle becomes important to you? It seems like that's a bit of a. Uh, it feels like that's a bit of a doorway for you. I say I only, I only um, my my objectivity is the one thing I I hope to hold on to mm. until I die. Mm. It's one of the only things we've got really to be able to navigate mm. things impartially. Um, if you could perform a miracle, what yeah. would you do? Oh, I'd be really selfish. It would definitely be a selfish one. What do you mean? Like, so if I if I was given a wish type thing or a, you send off for it in a magazine yeah, type no, situation? Could, yeah, like in the way that, so, you know, there's all the different, so like the walking on water or there's the feeding or there's kind of bringing people back from the dead or you know, if you could do one of them, oh, what one would you do? It's the scope. So if it, if it was like, if it was a localised thing, it'd be a waste to, to do it to ah, to help other people. It sounds like a horrible thing to say. <laughs> that would be such a yeah. waste. It would be a waste. <laughs> but if it was like you die yeah. and the world is saved, oh, obviously I wouldn't want to do it, but I'd do it. You just do that. That's, that it's too big of an opportunity to pass mm. up. I would do that. But if it's like you can affect a 10 meter radius in any way you want, do something really cool. It's spectacular. If it helped people, brilliant. What a bonus. <laughs> That's nice. I'm not Jesus. I don't know if I mentioned that at the beginning, but I'm not Jesus. We'll probably cut that and put it right at the top. <laughs> just so, Joel, have you got to know that? We're going we're gonna to cut that line and that'll be right at, just in the intro. We'll yeah. just have you, I'm not Jesus, I'm just not to be Jesus. clear. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, know yeah. when I came in, maybe you thought, oh, with the aura. There no. is a constant uh, confusion with me. Again, one of the reasons I'm constantly accused of being a heretic. Um, I just constantly mistaking people for Jesus yeah. everywhere. That's quite a sweet way to live your life, really. Though, I think it, it might be the perfect way to live my life <laughs> some guy gives you half a sandwich that's <laughs> just me oh um i i think for me the miracles are really interesting because i it's a question lots of people ask whether they're uh, atheists or whether they're absolutely ardent believers of any kind of faith tradition of course it would be easier if we could would see that stuff you said something right at the top when you were asking and answering all those questions yeah, which i bad. thought was really in- no no it was yeah. it was brilliant you because uh, I think you caught the thing that I've always tried to live by, which is, um, what if there are miracles everywhere and we're just not seeing them? Right, we've like, become disillusioned because yeah. of Marvel films, which yeah. I like. Or, or knowledge. We've yeah. Be, we, we have knowledge now. Yeah. We have we know stuff. Yeah. We know stuff that 
should be more miraculous to us than it is. Well, that's then that oddly retro respectively makes all the other ones not miracles doesn't it like if if you're like oh they yeah if we explained to them and they fell into natural law then we have to maybe concede to the point that we were just a little bit starstruck back then or a little bit too too uh impressionable so feeding the five thousand, yeah, yeah if there's no magical multiplication yeah. is it not still miraculous that all those people shared yeah i, I get this is semantics isn't it? it is mm. miraculous but in another language, the word miraculous and the word miracles wouldn't be mm. so linked as we are. Yeah, mm. it's got the word miracle in it. You get a, you get a free pass on that <laughs> one. That's fine. Yeah. It's almost time up. Uh, and I want to say a huge thanks for being on the podcast. <clears throat> this is nice. Thanks for having me. But before I return you to the land of the living, I want to know, is there anything you think God would want to ask you? Oh, I, that's really cool. I imagine my existence... I'm not that arrogant to think that I've even blipped up on his radar. I imagine he's got one of those like submarine things like bloop, 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 bloop. I don't think I've done anything worthy of that yet. Um, he might ask me what uh, I was intending to do with my time left. And if he asked me, I would change my answer very drastically to see whatever he wanted. Because <laughs> if I, God asked me, you, yeah, you go with that, don't you? Um, that's it for this episode. The good news is uh, the car was actually gentler than you thought. So you've just walked away the big bruise. Um, but I do want to say a huge thank you. This has been really, really fun. I've really, really enjoyed it. I appreciate you coming on. Um, I'll be back next time to kill off another guest and find out what they want to know on God Only Knows. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.